Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Vibrations of love. And some say love is a verb. But much deeper than that, love is a vibration. It is that energy that stirs the soul and opens up the heart. Vibrations of love call out to the divine that connects us with the beauty of life and the oneness of it all. I need not to say it with words, although it is always nice to hear, but greater still, Feel it. Vibrations of love lift me higher and I fill the empty spaces within the soul. It is the divine in its purest essence. It is me at the height of my being. I am vibrations of love.
welcome everyone to America Meditating Radio. That was Vibrations of Love from Grammy Award winner Ricky Cage and yours truly, Sister Jenna. You're listening to the number one podcast for incredible moments together. Chit-chats, conversations, meditations, music. It is a time definitely for us to raise our vibrations of love. But have you noticed how so many opportunities are coming to us that maybe we can't be loving? It's like it's coming to actually remind us that we are here to be loving. But then you look at yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, it's just not coming. Where did it go? And then you end up replacing the love for attachment and you're like, what in the world just happened? Anyway, so we always have second chances. And it's so important for us to recognize that we're at the most incredible watershed moment of our generation. So from anxiety to peace is where we need to trek towards. And my guest, Jean Walters, is a teacher of self-empowerment principles for 40 years. She helps seekers apply universal principles to every area of their lives. A popular media guest, Jean's passion is helping people recognize their innate power and place in the universe and to live fully from that knowing. Her speciality is a transformational coaching, metaphysics, dream interpretation, Akashic recording, which I'm looking forward to learning more about, and public speaking. As a leading authority on metaphysics, internationally best-selling author and host of the nationally syndicated show Positive Moments, Jean speaks at colleges, universities, and businesses worldwide. Her newest book is called The Journey from Anxiety to Peace. And Jean, what a great topic and a great book at these times. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. Glad to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. COVID-19 is definitely having a devastating consequence around the world, and we're experiencing a great deal of turmoil, conflict in the USA. We're definitely not new to it anymore. What are your thoughts about what we've been witnessing? What is all of this here to teach us? We definitely are in a transformational time period. It's definitely a spiritual transformation that we're going through. We're moving from a more aggressive energy in the world, and the United States is a pretty aggressive place to begin with. So we're probably feeling it a lot more here than maybe some other countries that have a more laid-back approach to life. But also we're moving into a kinder place, more gentle energy. So the virus is almost like the outer expression of that change that's going on. I think the virus is almost like second to the anxiety that people are experiencing it with. When we move into a state of anxiousness and fear and worry, we just sort of create an environment in our self, in our body, in our mind that invites something like this to happen. So I think it's really important during this time that we grab hold and recognize that we have power in our thoughts. And to your point, meditation is a beautiful, amazing way to heal the body and the mind. I agree with you, and it seems as if this pandemic has definitely forced people to go more inwards to really begin to grapple with those thoughts that have actually been around them for a long time and for them to make a decision, when do I let go of this? So we have all created stories about our lives or our experiences. How does one get in touch with his or her story, and what should we do with that information? Great question. I think the point is that we're telling our story all the time. So if we just listen to the things that we're talking about, the things that grab us, I call it hook us, then we start hearing our story. 
the election was certainly a good opportunity to listen to stories. But the thing is, what is it that's grabbing your attention? What is it that's hooking you? And then that's going to give you an idea of the story. Now, we all were raised in a family, and there were various stories that were connected to that family. So in my particular family that I grew up in, my mom was sort of the center of attention there. And she was a very, very anxious person, worried about absolutely everything. So one of the things I had to remind myself of as I grew is that that was her story. It doesn't have to be my story. So I did a lot of work with myself to just change that. Definitely meditation was part of that process. But to recognize when I was hooked into her anxiety and then realize what was the truth for me. So I think figuring out your story, listening to the things that you're talking about most of the time, where's your attention, what are you focusing on, and you'll begin to catch up with your story pretty quickly. And so many of us hold on to stories, especially I've found the negative ones, or even when it was a positive story, but the intention of you holding on to the story comes from a place of grief or loss, that it's no longer in your life, and We don't celebrate the fact that we have tasted it or experienced it, but we more celebrate the narrative in our heads that we lost it. Again, it's that hook, it's that energy of attachment and ego and desire that's actually, for me, increased our lack of peace and our anxiety. In your Mm -hmm. book, The Journey from Anxiety to Peace, you bring up the topic of panic attacks. What is a panic attack and how does a person manage them? I mean, I have the answer. I live with a mother who has acute anxiety, so I've been with it all my life. But for those who don't understand the signs or the signals, could you explain, please? When people go into panic attacks, they're basically out of control. They're frenzied, and they're unable to function. But the thing about panic attacks is that those people are not in the present moment. And I think people who have them know them because they really are non-functional at that point, and their mind is all over the place, and they're very afraid. So what we have to do with panic attacks is take control of the mind and bring it back to the present moment. One of the best ways to do that is to become very tactile. So if you're sitting in a chair, you want to feel the chair and you want to feel the texture of the chair. You want to feel your feet on the floor. You want to feel your clothes that you have on your body. You want to get right back into this moment because a panic attack means that you're in the past or you're in the future, but you're not in this moment. And most of the time it's a what if this and what if that and what if this. The fear voice comes in and we're trying to figure out everything ahead of time when it's really not time to do that. So again, just learning how to bring your mind back to the present moment and getting very tactile in that moment will bring you back, but also focus on the breathing. When you focus on your breathing, it brings you back into this moment. It takes a lot of mental discipline, which many people don't seem to have because they kind of let their mind wander all over the place like a little child. So we have to learn how to take control of our mind and put it where we want it to be. Men can be really good at this if they watch a football game or something and you try to talk to them, they can't even hear you. That's the kind of focus that is actually very healthy for people especially to meditate. You really need to have a very strong focus to be good at meditation. Yes, I agree with you 100%. The mind does wander around or just keeps allowing these thoughts to take you over, and you do need discipline. 
We hear the word authenticity a lot these days. What exactly is it, and how do you know if you're being authentic? So much of this depends on paying attention to yourself. First of all, one year long, what book do you want to read? What TV show do you want to watch? What is it that resonates to you when you're alone? When you're out with people, are you that same person? Are you honest? Most of the time, to ourselves that we're dishonest with, oh, I feel fine when we really don't. So authenticity is really learning how to be your true self. And I'm not talking about just emotional moods. I'm talking about actually the deeper you go into yourself, the more you can be authentic because your true authenticity is love. Your true authenticity is calmness. So to learn how to connect with all that is truly being authentic. But most of the time, our people are wearing masks. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, they're wearing masks to get approval and to be liked. So what they're doing is giving their power to someone else. And they're performing for someone else. And that's not really being authentic. That's not really being who they are capable of being. They really undermine themselves when they do that. Does that give you an answer? Authenticity requires so much inner honesty and integrity, and that's not always a quality that we have emanated for a long time. So Mm -hmm. we're definitely being asked or nudged or signaled or reminded, like, get back to what is real about Mm -hmm. you and in you, you who you really are. So I get that very much. With all of the uncertainty that we're facing, many are experiencing a great deal of stress and anxiety. And you mentioned that there is like a purpose for anxiety in your book. So tell us. We hear about people who are in jobs, for instance, that are just killing them, that are killing their spirit, killing their soul, because they're so unhappy in the job, and it doesn't actually fit who they are. Again, it's not an authentic representation of who they are. I had a client who was a really good at technology. She was a senior something or other in her company, and she was really good at technology. But she said, every day I just hate going into work, and I just feel terrible. And finally she quit the job, and she became an artist. She wrote two books, and she delivered pizzas in the evening to pay for her rent and so forth. And she was being her most authentic self when she did that. It basically gave her joy. It gave her life again, where she was losing a bit of life every single day that she was doing something that was contrary to her true self. I think that anxiety can be that part of you that says, oh, my God, I don't want to go to work today. I really hate it. It can be that I'm in this relationship and I feel squashed and I don't feel like I can be myself. Then find a way to either adjust that or move out of that relationship. Isn't that the problem? Like a lot of folks sometimes don't know where to start to make that Mm -hmm. adjustment. We don't know Mm -hmm. how to decide, should I Mm -hmm. really leave this relationship or is Mm -hmm. this just me is this my issue a lot of us don't know what that is well of course their issue because they're the unhappy person but again one of the things you can do is kind of go back to moments in your life where you were truly happy there was a story that norman vincent peel told about a young man he was working with in a counseling situation and the young man had quote failed at the insurance business, he had actually been set up by his dad, who was very successful in insurance. 
when Peel was talking to the young man, he was noticing how he kept caressing this wood table that was next to him. He would run his hand over the grain and so forth. And Dr. Peel said, well, what is it about that table? You seem to enjoy it. And he said, well, I love wood. I love making it. I love cutting it. I like designing it. I like making furniture out of it. I just love it. And Dr. Peel said, well, why don't you give that a try? And it sounds like that's something you could put your passion into. And he did do that, by the way. And he had developed a very wonderful, successful furniture business where he was designing furniture and selling it. And I think that we have those indications inside of us. We can go back to those happy moments and we can recognize times where we were so much in our element. Another fellow said he liked being a cowboy. And what does that mean to you? He said, I'm in the outdoors and I'm doing things outside. And he developed a lawn care business because he got to be outside and he liked all the natural things. So we have indications inside of us as to what it is that truly fits for who we are. And sometimes we just push that aside because I can make more money at this or my family would like it if I was that, a doctor or whatever. So we just override those natural impulses. Right. It happens to the best of us. I think the challenge is trying to decipher the balance. Do I stay? Do I go? Mm -hmm. Do I stop? Do I continue? Will it change or do I need to change? All of those thoughts. And I wonder when people do go back to happy moments, does it increase their anxiety or sadness or depression because the present isn't revealing that this is really the place they need to be in? I think it gives them hope because I think they now have a little smattering. They know that they can be happy. They know that that's possible for them and they have a little seed there that they can begin to develop. I think when people go, should I leave and should I stay, whatever, I think they're kind of putting the cart before the horse because I think, first of all, they need to kind of get in touch with themselves and go, what is it about this situation that really bothers me? Because it could be the situation can be adjusted. So before we get too radical, maybe we need to examine a little bit about where we are and what is it exactly that is bothering me and then, Is there a way that I can adjust it, or is it really something that I need to just remove myself from? So I think there's some steps involved is all I'm trying to say. Sure, there will always be steps involved. Why is gratitude an effective way for overcoming the anxiety, though? Is it because Uh, we keep complaining about what's not right, not mm -hmm. what's not good, this is not what I signed up for? My mother's become like, I don't know, a teenager, a child, and I will go around and I'll tell my family and friends, look, I didn't have children because I didn't want any. And then everybody would start laughing. But what about that gratitude that, of course, you're grateful for certain things, but there are other things that you're like, I did not ask for this. This isn't in my framing. You're very clear you don't want it. What are the steps to take internally? to really come to that point where you're like, yeah, I need to change something inside of me. Gratitude is an instant healer. The fact is there's two energies. We can either live in fear and anxiety or we can live in love and gratitude. If at any moment you're finding yourself in fear and angst, the quickest way out is through gratitude. And what I mean by that is every one of us have things to be very grateful for. We have homes, we have families, 
We have lots of things, but we also have the possibility of for change. We can be grateful for just the ability to switch our mind from one thing to the next. So gratitude is an instant healer. It lifts us. I mean, it brings us into higher energy. The thing is, you cannot find your way out of a trauma or out of a challenge when you're in it. It's like what Gandhi said. You can't solve the problem from the level of the problem. You have to go above it. Well, one of the quickest ways to get above it is to be grateful. And you can actually even be grateful for the problem because it's going to cause you growth if you address it, if you deal with it, if you learn to look at it from four or five different angles until you figure out the way you need to approach it, it can actually be your best friend. I hear you. So as we navigate during these particular times, which are so incredible, what's your wish for humanity? What's your blessing for humanity to somehow get over the angst that they're feeling Mm -hmm. and the sense of loss or disappointment or what I've noticed is really, really big, Gene, is a deep sense of a lack of trust. Yes. I think that all kind of roots into not trusting themselves because once you learn to truly trust yourself, you're going to be authentic with yourself. You're going to do the things that are really right for you. You're going to be true to yourself. Then I think it's easier to trust other people, but I think the biggest trust is learning how to trust yourself. And my wish for people, I want them to live in the light. But the truth of the matter is I want people to learn whatever it is they're here to learn. I would love it if they could do it with grace. I could love it if they could do it without blaming everybody else. It would be wonderful if everybody just took control over their own self and made themselves the issue and not everyone else. Because I think we're constantly being handed opportunities, even in the situations that are brought to us, We're being handed the opportunity to deal with our own self in a way, to learn how to be patient and kind and compassionate and thoughtful and expansive. I mean, all of those things that I just mentioned are very expansive. You know, we can learn how to deal with our life situations from a place of joy and expansion without calling it bad or being in angst about it. I'm not doubting if you're not feeling well that's not a good place to be. or, But I think so much of what's going on right now is we're listening to the news too much. One gal called me, and she was just a wreck, and I said, turn off the news <laughs> right now. Turn it off, and don't turn it on until you see me. It completely changed her. In just a couple of days, she had completely relaxed and gotten rid of a lot of angst. So I think that news is dramatic. <laughs> news is chaotic. And I think that we expose ourselves too much to that kind of energy when it's not going to help us at all. I have to tell you, it was the same for me. And the only time that I'd actually gotten back into the news was when the results were in in terms of the election Mm -hmm. in America. I just couldn't tell you how much of a relief I felt where, like, I go, oh, I didn't get a lot of that gunk. Oh, that happened? Oh, I didn't know that. You yeah. know, and it just felt so awesome, I have to tell you. Yeah. You got, right? Yeah. Isn't that you know, the best that thing, too? Smart. I did the same thing. Yeah. I, I turned in like five minutes in the evening to see what was going on, and then I turned it off. I just wanted to check in and see what the results were. But I think the whole world took a sigh of relief just to have it over with. I agree. Everybody felt more themselves. 
Mm-hmm. I just could not believe how much we were in this place mm-hmm. of just feeling so taxed. I'm in St. Louis, and there was one ad after another after another, and they were all pretty hateful. And okay. so I think if you sit around listening to that, I mean, it's going to affect you. So wow. it's that a terrible so thing to expose yourself to, really. And I hope people sure can is. hear that. You're responsible for what you expose yourself to. Indeed. You are responsible for what you watch, and you're responsible for what you listen to. Mm-hmm. So are you doing any events online that we could let our listeners hear more about? Yeah, thank you so much for asking me that. I am going to be launching a new book. It's called The Magic and Mystery of Dreams, The Ultimate Handbook for Interpreting Your Day and Night Dreams and the Symbols in Your Life. So basically everything in our life is a symbol. But I've got this book that will be coming out later this month, probably around the 20th. It's available on Amazon, and it's all about how you can understand your dreams. And I know everybody tells me, oh, I have these crazy dreams. But once you understand the symbolism of your dreams, they are so amazing. They really help you figure out your life and where you're off track and where you're on track, and they have no judgment whatsoever. They're just the best counselor. (laughs) So that's coming out around the 20th of this month, and so I'm excited about that. So where can they get information about the upcoming book? My website is spiritualtransformation.com, and I have a newsletter. They can sign up for that. I'll be letting people know about that. And then also amazon.com. You can get put in Gene Walters, and I have a whole array of books. They're all spiritually oriented. They're all either about intuition or the parables and how they're interpreted metaphysically. You know, I have a whole array of books that would be helpful. One is called Be Outrageous, Do the Impossible, and that is all about finding your right work and how you can connect with your right work. People just sort of come alive when they realize what it is. Sometimes people think, I'm not designed for anything. Oh, yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are. We can figure that out, and there are ways that we can reconnect with that, and it'll give you life. I can feel that. Thank you so much for our time together. There was one thing I didn't get, though, which I wanted to learn about, and I know we're coming to the close of our conversation. There was something in your bio that spoke about an Akkish or an Aksha. Yeah, it's Akashic is a, a Sanskrit word, and it indicates this energy that we live and breathe in. What it is is that every thought or every action you've ever taken is recorded. It's not okay. recorded like on a disc, but it is recorded in the Akasha, in this energy that we live in. Oh, and so we okay. can go back, and some people become healed when they realize that there was an event in, in another life perhaps or in, in their distant past that created a certain reaction in them. And once they see that, once they understand that, they can let it go. The purpose of Akashic readings for me is to help people see clearly and understand in depth what it is within them that they can master or realize or release or heal from. I don't know if that gives you a little teeny quick answer. No, it does. No, it does. I love transforming languages for us to understand what we're all saying to each other. In the teachings of Raj Yoga Meditation, that will be called sanskaras. And the sanskaras are the recordings in the soul of Mm -hmm. many, many lifetimes. And it's actually helping us to 
sort of understand who we are. I love that. Thanks again. It was a delight, Jean. Do take care. Please look out for our Diwali dance short film production that's going to be launched on Diwali, November 14th. So hopefully you and your team and your friends and folks can join us and just really celebrate our triumph of walking into the light and letting go of any shadows. Thank Thank you so much. You take good care now. Be well. Thank you. You too. It was lovely talking to Jean Walters, and for more information, go to her website at spiritualtransformation.com. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we are here to love each other the same. Let's lift each other up with more respect, love, and understanding, and even when you fall short, you've got to find a way to lift yourself up, too. All right, and you take care, and please look out for the Diwali Dance production on America Meditating YouTube and Facebook. Lots of love to each and every one of you. Take care. His lifted by bliss. Be well.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.